Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you on this Thursday afternoon. For the next three hours, we'll be with you. Johnny Hill producing as always. And we've got a ton to get into today. A lot of college football, some NBA, got to talk Tigers. A lot to get to, but Brett, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, Bryant. And tonight really starts with our Cowboys. That's right. It really starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday of football, oh, and it's 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 money time in the NFL, yep. and it sure is in college football. I wish we had a mat game or something going tonight. Man. I know the turnaround of maybe not knowing if you're in the championship game or not would sure. would have been a, a a little tight, but I I think they missed out on a on a chance to to possibly not get lost in that big mm-hmm. schedule of 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 Saturday, yeah. two games tomorrow night, and then all the, all the games on Saturday. Ten total championship games, two on Friday, eight on on Saturday. But tonight with uh, well, I'm going to say it with my Cowboys. Brett R. Cowboys. Oh, uh, that's R. right, R. Cowboys. Last night, Memphis Grizzlies, big win, Whew. and it was a fun night yeah, for us. It was and a really fun night. The 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 four seats from Sissy's Log Cabin that we will be giving away. Yes. Those two seats on the end line, feet on the wood, mm-hmm. front row. I call it the Jimmy Goldstein area of the court. That's where he <laughs> likes to sit at Lakers games. Yeah. That's where he likes to sit when he comes to games at, at playoff time at FedEx Forum. We're going to be giving away those two when we do a remote. So I guess that will be two weeks from today, mm-hmm. uh, Friday, December yeah. 15th. Yeah, a couple weeks from today. How in the world can two weeks from today be December 15th? Uh, from tomorrow. From tomorrow, from tomorrow rather. Yes. From tomorrow, I, rather. I, I, Brett, not even to December 15th. How can tomorrow be the start of December? That's a great question. I mean, That's a great question. Ahead of ourselves. But on Friday, December 15th, yeah. we will be at the new location for mm-hmm. Sissy's Log Cabin in Lawwood, and we'll give away those two seats. We'll give them away about 525 to give us plenty of yeah. time to, to finish up that day, but also to, to, to notify the winner. And you will love them, and oh, we man. we sure loved. What an experience, Brian! Oh man, it was it was unbelievable, and uh, by far the the closest I've ever sat at a uh, <laughs> at a NBA basketball. They're game. really big and really athletic, yes, aren't they, they? They are. They are much bigger and and more athletic than they look on television. And uh, you know, but I mean, you're so close. I, I understand you hear courtside. But I mean, I remember last night. Uh, I mean, uh, Jaron's running down the court, and he's talking to the official about something, and you can hear exactly what he's saying. Hey. At one point, Zaire turned around and started talking to somebody that was sitting a few seats down from us so i mean you know you're right there in the middle of the action you gotta i mean you gotta keep your head on a swivel you can't be on your phone too much because i mean those guys come tumbling that ball can come at you uh no a a really unbelievable experience unbelievable experience and some very fortunate winner for the holidays will win that from sissy's log cabin they're the official jeweler of the memphis grizzlies and the hometown tigers and that new location opening soon that's where we're going to be on Friday, December 15th, Bill Jones and his great team, they're here to stay, part of the fabric of the community, supporter of Tiger Athletics, 
official jeweler of the Memphis Grizzlies. Sponsor on Monday of our look back all year of the weekend in the SEC when we do that at Mondays at 4.30. And through the Mid-South's largest selection of one-of-a-kind jewelry, engagement rings, wedding bands, necklaces, and earrings. And I know a lot of engagement rings being purchased right now for the holidays and for the big question and the big answer at Sissy's Log Cabin, 9,000-square-foot store in Laurelwood with expanded lines for Rolex, Cartier, Diamonds, and more. Since 1970, with six locations across Arkansas and Tennessee, and now just firmly ensconced in our community and have been so ha- so happy to, to be uh, uh, associated with them. They offer a selection of diamonds, estate jewelry, and fine gifts. Official jeweler for the Grizzlies, official jeweler for the Tigers, and those seats at FedEx Forum and the lounge at FedEx mm-hmm. Forum. It was so fun to mix and mingle in. Unsurpassed value, exceptional service, expansive selection, and truly an expo- extraordinary experience because life's too short for ordinary jewelry. Brett, I, last thing I'll say, and, and then we can talk about what actually happened in the game last night, but I even sitting there last night, I know we were there last night, I got to experience it last night, but ever since then, I've been in my head, I've been saying, I, I'm jealous of whoever whoever wins those those tickets. I mean, I that, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm jealous. Right through the years, gosh, I, w- I wish I knew how much stuff, giving away, <laughs> trivia, prizes, <laughs> packages, it, it's the best I've ever been yeah. associated with that we'll yeah. give away it's uh, two weeks from tomorrow when we're there. And you're, you're going to have to come by and rest your, yeah. it's not going to be over the phone. You're going to have to come by and see us. Mm-hmm. We want you to see that great store. We want you to come by and have you, have your shopping and holiday yeah. shoes on. But I, I think it will be a, it, it will be the, 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 the best thing I've ever been a part of, of yeah. giving away in radio in, in 31 years. Well, and, and Brett, it's, it's good that people have to come by there because I know we've talked, um, to Lamar McCubbin in, in the past and he's talked about the, their selection of Grizzlies products, Grizzlies jewelry, and they had that on display in the lounge last sure night and, and seeing that I mean some really cool stuff that they had um, available and so no uh, it will be a lot of fun on December 15th so I mean make sure uh, make sure you remember that maybe write it down keep listening we'll remind you but that you don't want to mess up on that and we're going to have other stuff we're going to have oh, yeah. a, a great great Absolutely. other stuff Absolutely. but that, that prize I mean you know through the years our sponsors just been so great mm-hmm. to us with things but I really think this is the the, the the Super Bowl yeah. of, of of giving away. Uh, will I get in trouble with the Super Bowl for that? Uh, the big th- game. I don't think we're close enough, Brett, where they're monitoring. <laughs> I think you know that's just a January, February thing. Right? Yeah, February, yeah. maybe late January. Uh, I good win for the Grizzlies, it, though. It was a good win, and the, any old win's good. Now. That's that's the point. I heard uh, somebody earlier today. Um, I can't remember if it was on on John's show or if it was on Dave's show, kind of talking about well, you know, you beat a team that you know was really missing a lot of pieces. You know, Lori Mar. Marketing didn't play. Life um, in the big city. Exactly. At this point, I mean, you were looking for your first win. I don't care who you got it against. You got it. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, the energy felt different from the team last night. Maybe it was because of how close we were sitting. I could feel the energy a lot more, but it just felt like the energy was different. I'll be honest. The guy that popped off to me last night was Zaire. I mean, what Zaire did in that game last night, knocking down threes, had some big assists, some huge rebounds. I thought played really well defensively was talking a lot out there. I was really impressed with what Zaire did. I was impressed with his play as well. Jaron was great and yep. and, and, and and others. Derek mm-hmm. Rose. I, oh, I thought man. And, and Brian, I was shocked. I, I when I went last night to see if that was a season high in points. It's not. No. He's he's had more than that two other times yeah. when he's been in there 
he's been really good. And that's kind of the double-edged sword mm-hmm. with him. Yep. If he's in there too much, then that knee mm-hmm. uh, knees will, will, will start barking. To anybody that poo-poo's last night's win, I don't I don't know who was doing that, and that, that's their opinion, and, and they can have that. I, I don't think it's unfair, no. but but when, when you're three and thirteen, you take it any way you can get it that's to right. get to a four and thirteen. I would like for that person to tell me this though. Tell me when the next win's coming. Oh man, Brett, <laughs> I don't want to play that game. Yeah, because it because it, it looks imposing. You some would say the add-in game at Detroit. Yeah, that's where I would. Do you know what go. Detroit's thinking? <laughs> that's a game we can win. That's a game we can win and, and get off the two two win schneid. And Brett, that that's very. I mean, that's a really good point because at that point, Detroit right now. I mean, how many games in a row have they lost? Uh, what fourteen games in a row right now that they've lost? And the next two games are the Knicks and the Cavs. I would say they probably lose those two. So they're coming in, what, 16, 17 game losing streak against, at home against the Grizzlies. I mean, yeah, you're, they're viewing that as, hey, let's go out there and, and have people stop talking about this unbelievable losing streak we're on. Right. They, they are. It's a little bit like in, in the SEC football world every offseason when the W's and L's start ramping up. I'm, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna name all these teams anywhere from Ole Miss to Mississippi State to Arkansas to Kentucky to South Carolina yeah. and historically mostly Missouri. If any of the other those teams are on anybody's schedule, mm-hmm. that those group oh, of yeah. fans mm-hmm. and frankly that group of media mm-hmm. all has a win over yeah. those. Yeah. I mean, over those other ones. Right, right, and that's that's how it goes. And that's what Detroit's thinking. Exactly, and so you know Detroit. They have not looked good. I'm excited. We're going to talk to Keith Smith later because I'll be honest, I haven't been able to catch a lot of the uh, the Pistons game. So I'm curious what what is going wrong with this team. I mean, what is what is their problem that has caused this 15 game losing really young. streak? Really young, really young. But Brett, I mean, you know, and again, we're going to have to thank Keith again for backing us off the ledge of of going all in on the Pistons this year. But we wanted to. I mean, we it seemed like this was the time. You saw the the Thunder. You're seeing what what the Magic are doing right now. This seems Minnesota. Like Minnesota. This seemed like the time where the past couple seasons, the Pistons were bad. They've loaded the, up on the Grizzlies talent. once the, upon a time. The Grizzlies, absolutely. But they were in that kind of couple of years where they're loading up on young talent. Now it just seemed like this year could have been the year that all culminates and and maybe not make the playoffs, but be a play in team. I, Ooh, I, I didn't two expect wins. two wins and a fifteen game losing streak. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, remember when they were two and one? Yeah, Brett, I, I remember when they were 2-1, and, and I was telling people. I was people, our love for the young Pistons. We were on them first, Brett. And then we quickly. We really were. We, jo- oh, we, jo- we, we yeah, ran we from quickly it. quickly backed off that. No, we're not running from it. We're admitting it right now. Absolutely. We, we loved them. And uh, they really, they hmm. really are on. 1973 oh, yeah. nine win Philadelphia 76ers watch. Well, and Brett, it's not you know it's not that they're just losing games. It's they're getting blown out in games. I mean these their last three results: one thirty three to one hundred seven loss against the the Lakers, one twenty six to one hundred seven loss against the Wizards. That was also a two win team when they played each other, and a one thirty six to one thirteen loss against the Pacers. So I mean it's, they're not losing them by one or two points, being super competitive. They're getting blown out in these games. And I, I think that is more a function of young yeah. because it's talented. Oh, it's just yeah. young, and and a veteran presence is not in there. Going, mm-hmm. guys, this is professional basketball. We've got yeah. to go out there and be professionals mm-hmm. every night. 
Yeah, and I just hate it. For, I mean, I love Kate Cunningham. Obviously, Jalen Duran, a, a Memphis guy that I loved watching, loved covering. And I think having a good year. I think both having really good years. Um, but I just hate that they're having really good years on a team that is on a 15-game losing streak. I mean, it's... Can you there, imagine right? being in that advanced oh, sales office in oh, Detroit? Oh, oh man, oh man, yeah. uh, that's not fun. Uh, that's no, not fun it's not. It's not. It's not. It, it, it's not fun. That that seventy nineteen seventy three Philadelphia seventy sixers team. Yeah. I think I'm right in this. You, I know you're familiar with. I, I know you, and you like him, mm-hmm. the football player Chris Carter. Yeah, absolutely. I think his brother was on that team. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I, but I, his, his name escapes me. I'll, I'll, but I think I think out. his brother was on that team. Is Chris Carter in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I should know that. Mm, good question. Chris Carter is in a Pro is Football Hall of Fame. Good. I thought so, but good. I want to make sure. Yeah. You know I love Chris Carter, bro. Oh, man. I love Chris Carter. And it took a long time, but he, he deserved it, though. But I yeah. He, he did. Year, but he he was part of that log jam, Johnny. Yeah, That's right. Was. Just good good catch, Johnny. He was. Um, also, I, 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 hate, I hate to say this, but – in my CFL watching days, his son, Deron Carter, was a stud in the CFL. Right. I mean, I love his son. Deron, very talented. Very and, I mean, Deron had his shot at Ohio State and sure at Alabama. Did. And, yeah, sure did. And, 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 you know, nice young man, just mm-hmm. couldn't get it figured out there, and but did in the CFL. Yeah, sure did. And was, a, I mean, one of the top. Do you, you see a name for Chris Carter's brother? I can't um, remember his name. I, uh, was it Howard? Hmm. Was there a Howard Carter on 73, 76? That's all right. Don't, I don't worry. Know. About we'll it. figure it out at some yeah. point. Um, but uh, but no, uh, back to the Grizzlies. You know, needed to get that one, and it seemed like they were all relieved. I, you know, in, in arena, um, I can't remember. I think it was Jaron they had. I went back and watched all of, you know, from between mm-hmm. TV, radio, in in uh, in arena. I think it was Jaron they had in arena. Um, and it seemed like everyone that they talked to post game um, seemed relieved to finally get that first one at home. I oh think yeah, Jaron was super relieved. I mean, you could just tell it the way he was saying things, the way his body language. I mean, it was just relief. It doesn't matter who it comes against. The relief of being able to get that first win at home, I, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, it, it, it does. And now on, on the road for some really challenging mm-hmm. games. I mean that that yeah. just uh, that changes the story for a little while at Dallas, at Phoenix, at uh, Detroit, as we talked yeah. about, and then home next Friday night in the Addian game against really good team Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then Dallas at home. Yeah, it, 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 it's the NBA. There, there's there's no Eastern Kentucky on the schedule. No, no, and it, it doesn't get easy. And you know, you, like you just said, everyone's professionals. Everyone are the all these players are the best at it, and that's why uh, you know they're they're in the NBA. So it's going to be tough sledding, but uh, but we'll see what they can do. Do you think in ACC-SEC Challenge oh, 1, do you think the SEC should hang a banner for going 7-7? Seven and seven? No. No, not, no at all. not at all. Not, not at, all. at all. Some fun games, though. I mean, some really fun games these past two nights. Real fun games. I, I wonder if next year could going to be two more teams, and the ACC currently at 15, mm-hmm. but that will change next year. Yeah. How many will they have next year? They're adding like, it, three, yeah. So, so I I, I don't know. I, I wonder if they're going to try rematches though, like Arkansas to Cameron Indoor. That'd be fun, man. That environment last night. Was oh, off the charts! Unbelievable, unbelievable. And a good win for Arkansas and, uh, over Duke. And you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it with the Bobby Petrino news, and then last night they had to have it. 
had to. Razorback fans needed something <laughs> to needed smile it. about. They needed it, and they, and they got it in a big way and, and able to storm the court. And it helps the Tigers. It, it certainly does help the Tigers. It, and all that factoring oh, in, that those, big pot of stew, yeah, uh-huh. that helps Memphis because Memphis, Memphis can rest the, until a potential NCAA tournament rematch of we beat you. Yeah, we beat you. That's absolutely right. And and, and beat them on a neutral site and uh, in a big tournament game. And really, until the end, you know, I, I thought looked really good against Arkansas and and looked like the better team. Um, sure for, did. for most, uh, if not all, of that game down in the Bahamas. Well, let me set up today's uh, show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Three thirty. We're gonna talk college football with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. It's Championship Weekend, and I mean all these games. Will we get chaos? Will Will it be a quick and easy meeting after these games to select the final four? We got to get to all of it with Bill Bender in our next segment. 345, we'll stick with that same topic and talk about these games uh, for conference championship weekend as they start tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Brett. Right when we get off the air, we'll have the first championship game of the night, the one later that all the eyes are going to be on, Oregon and Washington, and that will lead us into a full slate of games on Saturday. 4 o'clock, Greg Gaston, he'll join us to talk Tigers. Got to talk Tiger football and Tiger basketball with Greg at 4 o'clock, 4.30. We'll preview tonight's Thursday night football game between the Seahawks and Brett, our Cowboys tonight on yeah. Prime, but also do, on do, Sports 56. They're such my Cowboys. Do we have a song like the Bears have a great song uh, and the Eagles? We do not. A lot of Okay, people, okay. okay. Um, I, I knew that. Yeah, we yeah no, no, no song no, for us. We do not have a song. A lot of people want to claim uh, <laughs> Weedem Boys by Wiz Khalifa um, as, you know, because Cowboys, the boys, you know, Weedem Boys. Okay, okay. Don't yeah, pay yeah. Brian you know no attention, Yeah, that, that song. That's okay, right. yeah. That's right. But that's the only I've got song. it on my iTunes. Oh, I know you do, Brett. And you listen to it every every game day morning. You jump up. We the boys. Let's my, go. The Brett Hype song. That's it. The Brett Hype song. That's absolutely right. So we'll preview tonight's Thursday night football game. Also talk about some other NFL notes at 4.30. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Keith Smith from Track and the front office show will join us to talk the NBA. We'll have to talk Grizzlies, but we'll have to talk about the league as a whole. And we've got I get his thoughts on the in-season tournament. The the quarterfinals are set, so we'll talk a lot of NBA at 5 o'clock, 5.30. we get to what's trending, and at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios, where family and fun come together. The Overstock Sale. Family Leisure needs your help to clear out their overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. The winter pool closing items now up to 30% off. Pool tables, game room items up to $700 off their in-stock items. And Family Leisure has you covered for saunas, massage chairs, arcades, and theater seating, all with free delivery. And the special financing is still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Whitten Road, just north of I-40. This hour of our show brought to you every day by the title sponsor of this hour, and they have been for years, and we appreciate it so much. That's Lexus of Memphis, and they wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday Season. The one and only Lexus dealership in town at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on all the very, very few remaining 2023s as the 2024s have taken over and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary 
first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking, you'll be driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and that makes for the luxury driving experience. Happy holidays from Lexus of Memphis. Go online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, Brett, my top story of the day is the Grizzlies win last night over the Utah Jazz. The first win at FedEx Forum and a win they really needed. Entered the game 0-8 at home, but now 1-8 looks a little bit better. I thought everyone uh, who played really looked good for the Grizzlies. Now, maybe a, a undermanned Utah Jazz team with some of the injuries they have, but I don't really care. You get that monkey off your back and get that first win, and, and you feel a lot better going into the rest of the season. Jaron Jackson led the team with 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 blocks. David Roddy added 19. Desmond Bain added 17 and 9 assists. But I thought Derrick Rose, you mentioned it earlier, I thought he gave them a real spark in the starting lineup with 14 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, a Plus 20, that's a team high plus 20 in plus minus. I thought brought a ton of energy to that starting lineup. And then off the bench, I thought Zaire was really, really good. 15 points and 8 rebounds, a team high 8 rebounds for Zaire, but also 3 for 3 from 3, 6 for 8 from the field. So I thought a really, really good game from Zaire. I thought a really good game from this entire team. We'll see if they can use this momentum to carry on through kind of this tough stretch as we get to the new year and and this next game against the Mavericks tomorrow night uh, down in Dallas will be a tough one, but maybe that win last night can give them some, some momentum going down to Texas. I, I agree. No, 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 no banners for SEC ACC challenge for sure. But Arkansas, they have a banner for beating Duke in 1994 when it really counted, and that's my top story. The Razorbacks had their best two days in sports in about six months. Bobby Petrino came riding home, and then Arkansas in front of a record Bud Walton Arena crowd, and that's saying something with all the great crowds they have regularly. That they regularly play in front of at Bud Walton Arena, but they had one busting at the seams last night. They were ready for Duke. It, it had Jay Billis all but speechless over how wild that crowd was. Everybody that was in the building said it was great. And Arkansas gets the win. They're now 3-2 and two all-time against Duke, and we touched on it, and it helps mm-hmm. the Tigers. Absolutely. The rest of the year, Tiger fans, you got to be saying, woo pig suey. Right. Uh, that, that was a good win last night, but the big one almost 30 years ago in the Final Four, in the Final Two, that was to win it all. But after that dreadful football season and that performance last Friday that left everybody in shock mm-hmm. to see it end like that, Razorback fans needed that when they got it. Yeah. Not top story of the day. And did it without Tremont Marks, who's still out after that back injury down in the Bahamas. So a really good win for Arkansas last night. Uh, my not top story of the day, this story um, came out uh, about an hour ago from San Diego. Uh, Mikey Williams has entered a guilty plea uh, earlier today in San Diego on those charges. We've spoken a lot about it uh, these past couple of months since it happened, but uh, he pled guilty to one count of making criminal 
threats, according to Fox 5 in San Diego. Williams will need to complete anger and gun safety courses before his sentencing date on August 12th, 2024. And if completed, those charges will be reduced to a misdemeanor. He was originally facing nine felony charges stemming back to that uh, event back, I, I believe, in March or April um, earlier this year. So um, certainly good news for him and and a lot of people now talking, what does this mean for the Tigers? What does this mean for, for him on the roster? Uh, some of the local channels, I think it was uh, Action News 5 that just reported he's still in classes. As of now, they've reached out and he's still in online classes. He's still on the basketball roster. But what does this mean going forward? I really don't know. I think it would be hard to believe that he would be able to come here and get integrated with this team enough to be a factor. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a red shirt or something. I think a, still a long ways to go, but for Tiger fans that want to see Mikey Williams in a in a Memphis uniform, I think that first step you you got that today with him playing um, out of uh, out of his uh, nine felony charges. And that prosecutor was not going to let it go no. under anything other than no, no, no. than at least one. Yeah. You know, you almost think if Mikey Williams his defense team. Had started that. I don't know that they didn't. If right. they had started with that back in the spring, it could have been resolved. Now, yeah. I say after after you go through the, the 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 bar of justice, after you stand in front of a court yeah. and in front of a judge, and it, it's adjudicated, then after that, he starts his. He gets to restart right. his life. No, absolutely. And if, he, if he's in school in the spring and he is eligible, they play him. If not, and maybe need that that red shirt year, mm-hmm. he plays next year. And if he gets if he got in any more trouble, we know absolutely. that that would probably end it. But I. After you stand in front of the bar of justice and and you take whatever comes at you, then after that, you you, you get to live the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, My not top story, the long home losing streak to begin the 23-24 season finally ended. Grizzlies win, streamers, (laughs) and all we do is win, win, win plays. Jaron Jackson with 20 last night. Those six blocks were big. Derrick Rose was terrific. Uh, Three straight double-digit games scored now for Derrick Rose but also three straight 20 minutes plus games mm-hmm. played. You know, that, that that's what you got to look out for. Yeah. One point last night on the floor for the Grizzlies. Here was the five. Santi Aldama, Jalen no- Noel, Vince Williams, D. Roddy, and B. Biombo. Wow. That was your five some on wow. the floor for the Grizzlies. So you told me that before the season. I would have said, what? what? I would think you're 4-13. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yep. That's, uh, that's kind of where we're at in the season. But, now I thought a, a good win all around for the Grizzlies. But that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk college football with Bill Bender. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Joining Brian and Brett now on Sports Time is Bill Bender, National College football writer for the Sporting News and on Twitter X at Bill Bender. Here's Bill with Brian and Brett. Bill Bender joins us now from the Sporting News to talk college football and a lot to talk about, Bill, with everything going on championship weekend, but also uh, the coaching carousel, transfer portal. I mean, a lot going on right now, but it is championship weekend. Uh, And I want to start off with this game, the Pac-12 championship game, 
Oregon and Washington uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock our time here in Memphis. But that line right now, about a nine and a half uh, point line in favor of Oregon yesterday. What do you think has gone into making that line so high when it was a really closely competitive game last time these two teams met? I think it's the way Oregon has played, but I'm with yeah. you. It looks way too high. I think we're forgetting that Michael Penix is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Roma Dunze is pretty good. Yeah. They've got a lot of offense on that team that's pretty good, and uh, I think we're going to get a really great football game. So I'm excited for that one. I, I've kind of termed it this way, guys. The most exciting game of the weekend will probably be Oregon-Washington. The best game of the weekend is going to be down in Atlanta. Yeah. Bill, this weekend's going to be great, but it, how, how does it top last weekend? And you were you were at a classic. It was, I thought, it had a mix of old school football with enough offense to keep the casual fan in the rating showed it. Everybody was very interested. That Michigan-Ohio State game, that was as well-played, big-time Fra- Ali Frazier as it gets. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the second those white jerseys emerged from the Michigan tunnel. It was on. Great theater, great game, uh, great play on both sides, great defense on both sides. I mean, it's hard. You might not believe me when I say it out loud, but Ohio State played really awesome defense despite giving up 30 points. It it, it was that kind of slugfest kind of game. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed every second of it, and I think Michigan just reminded everybody, myself included, that they don't give the game away. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't turn the ball over, and they don't commit a lot of penalties, and they have a very leadership-based, mature football team. And one of these days, the very real potential of that being a three-game-in-one-year series really exists, doesn't it? It does, and it's probably coming around the corner sooner than we expect. I mean, those two teams, that was the last one of its kind, and that's why Mm -hmm. I'm glad it was there. It was the last one where... And we may see you in a quarterfinal down the road. That's now there were real consequences. Now, I State can still get in the playoff. They need a very specific thing to happen. I don't think it will, but I didn't think it would happen last year either. Mm-hmm. When you look at this game uh, this weekend for the Big Ten championship game, we were talking. Me and Brett were yesterday about some of these early lines on these games, and and I went in and was looking at the Iowa team totals and stuff like that and and uh, Vegas at least doesn't think uh, Iowa gets more than a touchdown in this game with how good uh, Michigan's defense has played and how good that team has looked and the style Iowa plays I mean how much offense do we see from Iowa on Saturday I mean they, they they'll play Michigan tough because mm-hmm. they play the same way yeah they'll they'll last year they lost 27 to 14 two years ago they lost 49 to three in the big Ten championship but it was because I just think they caught Michigan at the worst possible moment last year. That was Michigan's first win against Ohio State, and you could have put them against like an NFC North team, and I think they would have won. (laughs) I'm joking. But, um, yeah, I I think Iowa will hang around for a little bit, but I just don't see them scoring enough points or sustaining drives long enough against that Michigan defense that the Wolverines are going to be on a pretty big high because they got Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline. And you mentioned Jim Harbaugh, and this weekend, I, I jokingly said yesterday that some of these conference commissioners need to go break out the old Pete Rosell handing over the Lombardi Trophy <laughs> to Al Davis because we we get that in a lot of different 
potential locker rooms or on, on stages uh, uh, erected it on, on the field for the trophy ceremonies after these games. The Pac-12 championship, well, this is the last one uh, they will be handing to anybody. Big 12, you know Brett Yormark wants to hand to Oklahoma State. You you, you know it in, in Michigan and Iowa, the commissioner could be handing the trophy to someone he just had to suspend. And at the SEC championship game, Greg Sankey could be handing it to Alabama while Alabama's costing the SEC getting anybody in the playoff. It's the most awkward weekend possible. I mean, let's we can go right down the line. ACC, Jim yep. Phillips might have to give it to a Florida State team that was rattling its saber about leaving. Big Ten, <laughs> Tony Petiti, Jim Harbaugh, an upset. Uh, Big 12, Brett Yormack, Texas, uh-huh. an upset. Uh, Pac-12, George Klyovkov is going to have to hand it to a champion, and then they're boxing everything up because the <laughs> conference is over. Thank yeah, he's wow. going to have his feet up during the game, no question. He's like, yeah. I got Georgia, I got Alabama. Then they're going to have to, if Alabama wins, they're going to have to launch political campaign if Texas wins. Mm-hmm. So well, they, they sure are. Saban's going to have to hit all the late night shows, all the early morning shows. I I mean, and he's got to be laser focused like Carville, Stephanopoulos, David Mm -hmm. Axelrod selling his candidacy. That's what I was going to say. Like, what's that CBS Sunday morning show? It it used to be, I don't watch, I'm never watching those, but those political, like, Crossfire yeah. or whatever. Face the uh, nation. <laughs> Face the nation. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. He's going yeah. to be on there telling us instead of you know, all our country's issues, he's going to talk about why Alabama needs to be the number four seed. <laughs> well, everybody's trying to be America's team. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a fun weekend, and we're all prepared for it over at Sporting News. We did look at all these scenarios, the playoff scenarios, and I think the one that's going to end up happening Tough one. I, I, I think all the favorites are going to win this weekend. I'll mm-hmm. start by saying that. Okay. So you, if you do the math on that, it would be Georgia, Michigan, 1-2. That's locked in. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Then it gets weird. So do you take Oregon 12-1, and Texas 12-1, and Florida State 13-0, and but with the backup QB? Which two do you think they take? I think Texas will be the one left out. Mm. Wow. Wow. That, that's stunning. Even down in New Orleans at Yulman stadium on the campus of Tulane, you've got the real potential of Mike Oresco handing the championship trophy over to somebody that's ha- headed down Tobacco Road. <laughs> to the ACC, yeah. yeah. Who's the trophy in the ACC? It, it is unbelievable. It's going to be one of those Twilight Zone-like moments for some of these coaches. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be very interesting to see how this weekend pans out. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun talking to Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, uh, on the coaching carousel front, what did you make of the hire uh, for Texas A&M to go after and, and get Mike Elko? Safe. I mean, yeah. you know, no nonsense. Exactly what that program needed. I mean, I think he overachieved at Duke. He worked the transfer portal well on defense. Um, he's exactly what that program needs. And, you know, the expectations aren't. Mike Elka is not getting the hand of the national championship plaque. He's mm-hmm. there to get to work, and he's, he's there to instill a culture that worked at Duke there for the last two years, that little underdog culture that they had going. Um, I like it. I, I mean, I always, I'll always i be honest with you guys, though. I always like hires when they hire. I've read, I went right, back and read too. some of my stories. I love Scott Frost and <laughs> Kelly and Jimbo. I loved it when they hired Jimbo, too, so maybe yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask. 
I, I love Charlie Strong at Texas, mm, Bill. Yeah. I love every one of them. I do. And, and I'm not as repulsed by some hires as a lot of people want to be. And I'm not with Bobby Petrino back as offensive coordinator at Arkansas. I, look, I, I know the athletics department. I know sports is just different than the general university climate, than the university atmosphere. I know if he had been chairman of the mathematics department, he could never come back with these kind of things with the university firing him uh, with, with cause. But we know sports is different. I'm not repulsed about it. Your thoughts on Bobby Petrino's return to Arkansas as offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, it's people make mistakes. I, I always, you know, that happens. And there, I, I've kind of termed it this way. There hasn't, in the last 12 months, there hasn't been a story come across my eyeballs when it comes to college football that I was like, oh, I can't believe that. Right. <laughs> this is pretty low on it, honestly. Yeah. When it comes to all the Michigan stuff and Dion and you know the transfer portal and SMU, like we just talked about it, SMU going to the ACC, uh, Cal and Stanford to the ACC. So when I saw Petrino going back to Arkansas, I was like, I was more actually thinking, yeah, once we get past the memes and the jokes and the punchline, they get a pretty good offensive coordinator, sure and, and that's going to help Sam Pittman out a lot. It is, and, and and I'm along those lines of you know to to err as human, forgive is is divine. I, I I've been forgiven. And what is the expiration date? What's the shelf life on constantly badgering and berating someone? Because it's unarguable. Bobby Petrino paid a price. Can you imagine having to go home and face that? Mm. And now you need to think about all that before you do it. But we often don't because we're very fallible. We're very human. Uh, we, 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 we slip, we fall. I, I, I think move on, play ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I been around Bobby Petrino a little bit. He's a brilliant offensive mind. And obviously that neck brace picture has no expiration date, unfortunately. And yeah. the internet is a harsh medium, but mm-hmm. yes. I don't think he cares. You know, I mean, he, he had already done the return trip to Arkansas coaching another football team. You know, he's yeah, done those point. things. So. If that's how he's going to make his living, it wasn't an unfortunate situation. And like I said, people make mistakes, and I'm not one to judge. You know, I'm not, I'm certainly not perfect. I saw a couple typos in one of my story earlier. Dad, go correct those. And that's, <laughs> that's a very right. small thing, but everybody makes mistakes. Right. That, that, that's right. Bill, and we can remember when he was rolling at Arkansas, there was even some conversation, I think Arkansas batting down the hatches contractually, of if a Michigan opening happening. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, you know, he took them to the Sugar Bowl, and they gave a very good Ohio State team all they wanted. Yeah. And, you know, that was that Ryan Mallett team. Ryan Mallett, rest in peace, obviously. Mm-hmm. It, it was a really tough football team. They had really good offensive teams. He did a nice job at Louisville in launching Lamar Jackson's career. And Arkansas needs it, man. They – Life in the SEC West is just not easy. If you're if you're not, let's take Alabama out of the conversation. If you're anybody two through seven, it can get rough in a hurry. You can have that five and seven season. You can go like Arkansas did sure and have can. a really good season, mm-hmm. and then you can turn around and go five and seven the next year. Bill, I, I said Monday, everybody crowing over the rivalry win. Enjoy it. Yep. But you, 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 you better, uh, a year from now, you better know that what can make you feel so good and make you feel real bad. 
Well, rivalry week, I'm always, I've been pretty good against the spread this year. I'm not, I'm not like bragging. I've just had a good year against the spread. And rivalry week is always a disaster for me. So, (laughs) you know, that last Saturday, I think I went four and 10 and against the spread. And I was thinking, it's so hard to gauge which teams, because we always say, ah, you throw the records out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. which teams can you actually do that for? And last week the answer was Kentucky and mm-hmm. Auburn and Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech came and played for a half. But mm-hmm. the other answer was Mississippi State played hard. Yeah. Mississippi State kept it close. Yeah, so like, but then there were others where it was like, oh, actually won. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> it was a tough week for that. Yeah, no, it was a it was a, a tough, weird weekend for rivalry week, but it's going to be a, a really fun weekend um, with these championship games going on. And Bill, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. I'll talk to you guys then. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Bill. Bill Bender from the Sporting News with us every Thursday talking college football at Jim's Place Grill. They've been celebrating holidays and the Christmas season and the New Year season over a hundred years, and you can celebrate there with those great charcoal grill steaks, celebrations, family time, and lasting memories. The Terrace family with their touch for our community for all these holidays and for all these good times going back so many years. Recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E in grill. Every steak grill perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see and feel the difference. Lunch hours Monday through Friday, 11A to 2PM. Dinner hours Monday through Saturday, 5PM to 930PM. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark, hard work, values, and a dedication to their diners, the Terrace family, they've created a memorable dining experience that will make your holidays so much fun. Lunch menu, the staples like the souffle mob, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and those salad dressings, all homemade. And at dinner, the calamari, soup, seafoods, and the steaks like fillets, ribeyes, and strips. Fantastic bar area, all at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. We've just talked a lot of college football, a lot about these championship games starting tomorrow night and really going into Saturday. But let's get to a quick break. When we come down, we'll break down some of the big games this weekend in college football. That's next on Sports Time. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And Brett, we got to talk about these championship games starting tomorrow night and the big one Tomorrow night, Oregon and Washington, uh, a really big one, five versus three, and I mentioned it, and we've talked about it a little bit. I don't know if it's because of the you know the thought of maybe Michael Penix is injured. I think this game's going to be way closer than a lot of people think, and I said this a couple days ago, I know Oregon's playing really good football right now, but I just don't understand people immediately saying, Oregon's going to win this game, you know, put them in the college floor. I don't get it. 
They've played once. Exactly. And I know it was in Seattle. I know who mm-hmm. won. And you want stakes. We got stakes. Washington, Oregon, winners in. Oh, it, it's really the only one mm-hmm. that's that defined Winner of all in. these championship yep. games. It's the only one showtime by either quarterback lead for the Heisman. Yep. Also, tomorrow night in that uh, that other game, CUSA yeah. championship, uh-huh. the very real chance for Liberty, yep. Liberty, to be in a fiesta fiesta bowl, mm-hmm. it yeah. starts with it. They have to beat New Mexico State. Got to win that, and then you're and then you're watching what happens in the American Championship game on on Saturday. But no, I a mean, lot of interest. It, every game this weekend has plenty of interest and plenty of storylines to go around. It does. It's why I wish Toledo and Miami, the Ohio, yeah. were, were, they were going tonight. Toledo eleven and one, Miami o ten and two. Mm-hmm. That Saturday morning, uh, first game Saturday morning at eleven o'clock. Also. Uh, be two games kicking off then. Be Texas playing Oklahoma State, and Texas big favorite. The the Texas is back will really pick up because they're winning. I've always said yes. you'll be back. People sure. will know when you're back. They lose. It's a punchline. Yeah, no, and it and it always is. I mean, Brett, I feel like we always get to you know late in the season. I don't want to say this far into the season, but we always get late into the season, and they you know drop a game or something, and it becomes a punchline. But the the possibility of you win here, and then maybe something happens, something happens, and you're in the the college football playoffs, and then you can really say Texas is back. I mean, because that is what people are playing for is to get into the college football playoffs, and I would say Texas is back at that point. A game Friday night in Vegas, a game Saturday afternoon in Vegas, yeah. Mountain West Championship. A lot of people very interested in Barry Odom yes. and, and a lot of friends of his in Memphis and in Arkansas from his assistant coaching days. And back as a head coach, and he's in a conference championship against Boise State. Remember them? Memphis beat them. Yeah, yeah. How about Boise playing in a conference Everybody championship Everybody wants to pick game. at the schedule. Uh-huh, yeah. Now they're in a conference championship game, and, and that should be a fun game. You know, 2 o'clock game and uh, – you know, I'm certainly going to be tuned into Fox for that one. I think we've gotten our shots in, and we'll so. get a lot more in on SEC Championship yeah. and AAC Championship. Sun Belt, John Summerall mm-hmm. goes for back-to-back championships in the Sun Belt, back-to-back 11-2s, and the potential of back-to-back 12-2s yeah. if he goes on and wins the, the bowl game. That game at, at Troy's home stadium, Saturday night Big Ten Championship. It's easy for Michigan mm-hmm. win. They're in. Yeah. Uh, Maybe with some upsets, they're the one seed. At worst, they're going to be the two seed. At worst, absolutely. When the football four comes out, that over and under could Michigan do it and finally get I win a game that goes over the over and unders thirty five and a half. Even with Michigan scoring thirty five. It might not it go over go, 35 uh, yeah, and a half. It could, it could very easily go under still. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, this brand and this style that Iowa plays. I mean, it, it you get into some funny games. And then the last game of the night kicks at 7, same time as mm-hmm. Michigan-Iowa. A game your dad can enjoy, a battle, battle of the old Metro. Yep. yep. <laughs> U, U of L against FSU. That's right. He's going to be remembering those days. But, no, I, and I think, you know, for, for Florida State, I know a lot of people here in Memphis still, you know, enjoy Mike Norvell and very appreciative of what he did for the and University And beat Louisville and, in anything. And exactly. And then you tie all that with playing Louisville and, and every Memphis fan, no matter what they think about this team or this season, they can all agree that they all hate Louisville. Right. Yesterday when we went over our picks preseason on both SEC that we flat foot tie and AAC that you pounded me in those picks, I I didn't make this point. 
I only promise seventy five percent every year on my rushing yeah. stat. Mm-hmm. That's all I promise. All promise. Is is it, 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 it? I promise two things. Uh, it'll be around. It'll be seventy five percent or north, mm-hmm. and it will beat passing. Yes. And if you win the rushing battle, it beats passing, and it'll be around seventy five. This year in the SEC, eighty three percent rushing. Passing was seventy three percent. Wow. In the AAC, rushing was. 70, uh, 72%, mm. passing was 71%. Wow. But I don't promise it in AAC. No, no. But it's, but it, it all, it, rushing always wins, but yes. only one by a percent, one percent. Unbelievable. That's crazy. And, and, and again, when people get mad at the Tigers for being in close games, or it's, 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 again, it's not a defensive league. The no, sport it is itself is moving away mm-hmm. from being defensive. Yep. And in in the AAC, the predominance, the importance rather, Mm -hmm. of rushing maybe not as much as in some of the power conferences, the top two or three. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's not a shot. It's not a shot at all. I mean, it's 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 different, and you know, you look around the American and a lot of these teams that I remember on a week to week basis. When we were talking about potential opponents for Memphis, we were talking about oh, that quarterback can air it out. They're going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, this this conference seemed like it was a a passing league, and so uh, no, that doesn't surprise me. Who are you for Saturday, Tulane or SMU? Uh, I'm for SMU. Um, Are you? I'm I, for Tulane. I have I have plenty of friends and and family that have gone okay. to SMU. So I, you know, personal preference, I guess. But they're going to take I, the trophy down Tobacco well, Road, though. You know uh, that. I do you? know that. That is true. I didn't. I, I forget about that. But uh, but I'm just hoping for a great game. You know, with Preston Stone out, I, I still hope SMU can bring a a, a really competitive game. And, and, and a fun I'll game. say it again: in the year that Ole Miss really threaded the needle, mm-hmm. I'm sorry he was injured, but yeah. that was a break not having to face oh. Michael Pratt that day. 100. That. That was a break. We're, we recognize it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't take anything away from that. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour. When we come back, we'll talk Tigers with Greg Gaston. Greg Gaston. 